time. Hey, this is Andy Storch. You are listening to Relationships and Revenue with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everybody, to the Relationships and Revenue Show. I am your host, John Hewlin. Thrilled you decided to spend some time with us today. And I have a special guest with us, Andy Storch. Andy, how are you today, my friend? John, I am fantastic. I am pumped and I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the Relationships and Revenue Show. Let's do this. All right, man. I am super pumped. Now, listeners, I want to tell you a little bit about Andy. Now, I got a lot of things to share about him and here's why. Because he's got a lot of stuff going on. So here's his thing. Andy has many roles. So let's start. He is an author. He has a brand new book that is about to come out. Oh, by the way, we are recording this in early November. And for those of you who are watching the video, he's showing the book right now. Own Your Career, Own Your Life is the name of the book. So there will be a link in the show notes for you guys to get a copy of this book. You have to, have to, have to get this book right away. So that's his book. So he is an author. He's a consultant. He's a coach. He's a speaker. He's a facilitator who specializes in helping clients turn strategy into action. Now, that is impressive enough, Andy, right there. I could stop and we could just go on. But there is more. There is more. So I'm going to keep sharing because it's awesome. Andy has not one, but two podcasts. That's right. So he has the Talent Development Hot Seat and the Andy Stork Show. So those are both fantastic, by the way. I highly recommend those. And there will be links to those shows in the show notes for you guys to listen up. And he describes his purpose this way. And he says that his purpose is to love and support his family and impact the world by inspiring people to stop drifting, take control, and live with intention. Am I close on there, Andy? Am I getting it? You nailed it. Yeah, you got it. All right. But there's two more that are really, really important. He has two other job titles. And when I say these, I think he's going to agree with me that these are his two most important. He is husband and dad. This is true. This is true. Husband and father, uh, pardon, and friend. I always add friend in there as well, um, which is yeah. which is just as important. Um, you know, my, my number one priority, my purpose is to love and support my family. And of course, be there uh, with my wife and kids. There's, there's nothing more important, um, but close to that is uh, I'm all about relationships, which I know you are as well. Absolutely. And uh, I, I pride myself on having a lot of friends uh, all around the world uh, who I used to fly around and visit, you know, from time to time, but now everything's yeah. done virtually. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which of course sucks because, you know, it would be so much better to see people in person, but, you know, we do the best we can with what we have right now. That's right. All right. So you co-founded and hosted a conference not all that long ago called the right. Talent Development Think Tank Conference. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I hosted a conference with my good friend, Bennett Phillips. We, we partnered on this endeavor and the idea came early in 2019 uh, as my podcast, The Talent Development Hot Seat was growing and we had a pretty strong network and following in talent development. And we started talking about maybe doing some meetups in different cities. We both were traveling a lot. Um, our main business at the time was selling and running training programs for companies. Oh. 
And uh, I spent most of my time running in-person workshops. So I was on planes all the time, landing in cities, getting in front of a group of executives, facilitating workshops. Um, you know, spoiler alert, I don't do that anymore because we're not allowed <laughs> to fly anymore. You know, we don't really travel or get groups together anymore. Um, but at the time, we thought there was an opportunity to start getting people together, build the network and find more clients. And then we said, you know, let's just go for it and try to host a conference. We both love conferences. Um, I go to, I, at the time I was going to a lot of conferences. One of my favorite things to do to go out and, and network and learn and connect with people. Yeah. And uh, we also felt like there was an opportunity, like something was kind of broken in the industry. Um, so we both were in this talent development world and I would go to a lot of HR talent development conferences to, um, to network and try to find clients. And I found them all to be really boring. Um, you know, it's just kind of like uh, person after person on the, on the stage uh, doing a boring PowerPoint. They weren't even very, very good speakers or presenters because they right. weren't doing it that often. It wasn't their main job. Um, and, you know, there was no way to tap into the knowledge of the people in the audience, which, you know, to my, in my opinion, they had plenty to share as well. And we weren't yes. able to tap into that. So I wanted to create something. We, we saw an opportunity to create something that was a lot more interactive and experiential. Mm. And uh, so we, we pretty much set out to do that. And uh, we went and got some really great speakers because nobody really knew who we were. Uh, so we got some big names in that space. Um, mm. Josh Burson, who's like the biggest name in HR, a woman named Liz mm. Weissman, who wrote a book called Multipliers, who's, which is hugely popular in the leadership development space, mm. um, and a couple others. And then we set out marketing it for several months, and it was very slow going at first. I didn't know if it was going to work because we were marketing for three months and just telling everybody and getting crickets. Um, mm. But then tickets started to slowly come in. Uh, including many from my podcast, The Talent Development Hot Seat, which was really cool to see. Nice. And uh, eventually we sold it out uh, as of October, about a month ahead of the scheduled dates, which were supposed to be in November, 2019. It was sold out about 150 people. And we were ecstatic. We couldn't believe it that we had done this. And mm -hmm. then about a week before the conference, uh, there were, I don't know if you remember this, John, from last year, there were a bunch of wildfires all over California. We had them again this year in 2020. Do, do you remember uh, the Kincaid wildfire in Sonoma County, where our conference was planned, came oh. into town in Santa Rosa. And a week before the conference, we, our hotel got evacuated because of the wildfires. So we were forced <laughs> to postpone the conference and reschedule it. Mm. And uh, I sent an email out to 150 people saying, hey, you know, we know you're flying from all over North America. We had people come from the UK and Barbados and stuff. Uh, we're rescheduling this conference. And uh, that was tough because yeah. even though we knew nobody's going to blame us, it's not our fault. Uh, it was still really hard. We knew there were going to be people that couldn't come to the new dates. I was worried about losing speakers. Uh, yeah. We ended up rescheduling to January of this year, 2020, miraculously kept all of our, we had like 20 speakers and somehow they were all available on the new dates, which is amazing because they were all traveling and stuff. Um, and, uh, and we pulled it off in January. We lost a few ticket holders who couldn't come to the new dates. We gained some new ticket holders who could come to the new dates, okay. um, which I like to, you know, I put this in my book, when things, challenging things happen, they don't really go your way. There's three questions I like to ask. One of them is, uh, what's great about this? Okay. What can you learn from this? And what does this make possible? And one of the things it made yeah. possible was it made it available to people. There were a few people that couldn't come in November mm -hmm. that were available in January. They bought tickets. And a couple of those people be, have become clients and friends and, and things like that. So, you know, nice. sometimes these challenges come up and you never know what the silver lining might be, what might um, go into it. And uh, so anyway, we hosted this conference. It was, it was two days. Actually, we had an optional third day. Uh, we filled it up. 
People absolutely loved it. It was a huge hit because we were such a good team. Not only Bennett and I as partners, but we brought in other experts and mm. coaches. I hired my friend Lauren Davis to run social media. Oh, uh, the hotel was really great. And everybody told us it was the best conference they've ever been to, which is pretty amazing um, is. on a first conference. I was very proud of what we did. Um, we spent too much money, so we didn't make any <laughs> money on the conference, but uh, it was a fantastic endeavor. And we thought we were also going to get a lot of clients from it. Mm. And um, the business was growing. Uh, right after that. And I was traveling around in uh, early 2020, going to New York and Dallas and Chicago and running these programs and meeting with clients. And then obviously COVID hit, completely shut down our business, changed everything. Yeah. Um, we had already been selling tickets for our 2021 conference, which would be in January, uh, but we're now going to postpone that, of course, uh, and uh, had to completely pivot everything. And yeah. one of the things I did this year as a pivot was uh, that I hosted a virtual summit. So instead mm -hmm. of doing an in-person conference, I hosted a talent development virtual summit. And that was really fun and interesting because it's, it's very different from an in-person conference. Yeah. Definitely not nearly as fun or engaging, <laughs> but there are some, some really great things about virtual summit that um, virtual, what things that virtual makes possible that you couldn't do with in-person, for instance, with the in-person, we only got, you know, we had like probably 20 speakers, but only like two or three really big name speakers because, you know, people have to fly and travel and book hotels and their time is worth a lot of money and, and that sort of stuff. Uh, with the virtual, the there's a lot fewer limitations. So I ended up having 32 speakers for a five-day summit. And uh, we also made it free for people to register. And we had nearly 2,000 people register for this summit. Mm -hmm. And it was a big success. I built a lot of great relationships with all these speakers uh, doing interviews over Zoom and uh, help build my brand and authority. And yeah. uh, a lot of people said they really loved the talks for people that attended them. Uh, and so that was a great, and that was a great marketing. Um, it was also a marketing strategy I used to help grow the talent development think tank community, right. which is the community I launched um, after a few months after the conference and after COVID started. And I wanted to give people a place to go where they could meet on a regular basis. So still a lot of great things came out of that. Um, I love live events. I hope to be hosting more of those in the future. Um, the first one was, uh, it was a crazy complicated endeavor and I could share tons of great lessons from that. Um, things we did well and things I could have done better. Uh, but overall it was really fun. Sweet. All right. Well, we, we got to talk about the book, man. We got to yeah. talk about your new book. So own your career, own your life. Uh, so I, first thing that I got to ask is why write the book? Yeah, uh, a lot of people ask that question. And I mean, there's so many reasons to write a book, right? There's sometimes people just have a book in them that they want to write. It's a message that you want to get out. Um, you want to influence and inspire, impact people, educate people. Uh, a lot of people just write books just to build their brand or help their business. Uh, you know, all of those things are valid. For me, it was it was kind of a, a conglomerate conglomeration, uh, a verge. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but, you know, bringing all those things together, there you go. Uh, essentially, Late in 2019, I was at a conference in London in, uh, in November 2019, and I saw someone speak about writing best-selling books. I had a conversation with a friend, and all these ideas came together for me um, based on some talks I gave at conferences in 2019 and, and you know, questions I would get from people looking for advice on things like networking and building a personal brand. Hmm. And I felt like there was a lot of good advice out there on those things, but it was mostly geared towards entrepreneurs. And I wanted to get, create something that was more geared towards corporate professionals okay. um, to help them own their careers and also prepare for the future of work, prepare for future career changes, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started putting that together and, and really it all kind of get, came together in, in quick time. And, and it's also like 
to take it further back, you know, I've been in corporate consulting for about nine years. I've been traveling around working with executives and people in, in companies all over the world. And I have noticed that a lot of people are kind of drifting through their careers and through their lives. They're operating in reaction mode, waiting for other people to tell them what to do, waiting for their yeah. boss to give them permission to do something or that promotion they want or whatever it may be. And I want to give people permission and inspiration to take more control, to take ownership of their lives and start taking initiative there to do the things that they want to do, to yeah. go out and try to chase down that vision or that dream that you have um, and, and try to achieve your goals. And they may not work out. It may not be easy, um, but I've had a lot of books and people and mentors who have inspired me throughout my journey to get to where I am today. Yeah. And I know that I have the potential to be that for other people. So I put my heart and soul into this thing, all of my you know, life and career experiences, um, you know, hundreds of interviews and uh, all to give the advice to people to take ownership of their careers, to prepare for the future of work, future career changes, and really take ownership of your life and live life with intention um, to find true fulfillment and happiness, uh, which, you know, for me is the ultimate, um, you know, description of success, right? It's not money or title or position or anything else. It's, it's being really happy and fulfilled with your life and enjoying life. Uh, and that's what I want. That's what I have. And that's what I want for other people. Not that my life is perfect, but um, I've done a lot of work to get there and I want to help other people get that too. Exactly, man. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So, so you wrote the book. Um, now I'm, I'm interested uh, partly because uh, as the listeners know, I'm writing my own book right now. Hmm. Uh, it's called Masculine Revolution, How to Ask for Directions Without Losing Your Man Card. Oh, nice. I need that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but I'm, I'm curious in the process, who was in your mind as you were writing this? Who were you writing to? Mm, that's a good question. Um, and in what you're really alluding to is that, you know, to write a book or create a podcast or anything like this, it's really uh, healthy and a good idea to have a certain avatar or person in mind that you're kind of speaking to, right? Targeting. Mm -hmm. Um I, for the most part, and I didn't do this exercise fully to really think of who is that exact person I'm speaking to, mm -hmm. but as with a lot of the content that I put on a social media, um, I'm really speaking to myself and really like myself mm -hmm. six years ago, yeah. you know, myself before I went on this journey right. uh, to help myself. So I'm, I'm talking to Andy in yep. his late twenties, early thirties, uh, trying to figure things out. And, you know, this time I'm going to help you. And, and I just know I'm pretty confident that thinking back to who I was going through this experience, that there are millions of people in the exact same position oh, yeah. who need that help. And that's just a, a revelation of, of mine over the, you know, the journey that I'm sure you've had as well, John, that, you know, whatever think thoughts we have, questions we have, challenges we have, goals we have, aspirations we have, there are tons of other people that have the same stuff, right? Like we're all <laughs> unique snowflakes, but at the, but at the same time, like anything we're dealing with, other people have dealt with it too. Sure. And so if I figured some things out, that means I can help other people with it. Just like I know you're doing with, yeah. um, you know, with dads or, or, or men with relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, if we figured that stuff out, sometimes I feel like we have an obligation to go out there and help yes. others who are struggling with the same thing. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, the, the phrasing that I like to use is I talk to, or I write to my formerly stuck self. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much what I have been doing. And that's what I was doing with the book as well 
And um, the cool thing is I just had a, I've had several people read it and I just had a friend read it who I would say is fairly similar to me. He's on a different, different path, different journey, Mm -hmm. about the same age. Uh, And he was like, loved it. And and I think he's come through much of the journey as well. So he's not Mm -hmm. in that place where I was or where he was a while ago, Okay, Uh, but just resonated with everything. And that was really nice to get that, um, you know, affirmation from someone that I really respect who I know is on a similar journey. Uh, and I also got a long email yesterday from another, uh, contact who went through the whole thing and just gave me tons of great feedback. It was really great to hear. And I just, I cannot wait for more people to read this book and really dive into the advice, um, and do the things because the way I lay it out is not just like, Hey, this is how you should live your life. It's, it's advice, uh, woven in with stories from my life and experience, um, advice from other people. And then every chapter I've got exercises you can do. And I also, uh, boil it down at the end of every chapter to habits. And I haven't talked about this in other interviews. This is a really important part of my book. It's also a really important part of achieving any goal that you want to achieve, whether it's growing a business, getting in better shape, improving a relationship. Mm-hmm. It always comes down to habits, right? It's okay. not just, I'm going to set this goal and I'm going to get in better shape. You have to establish the habit of going to the gym three or four times a week or yes. the habit of eating mm-hmm. healthier or if you want to improve your relationship, right, John, you've got to establish the habit of going on regular date nights or having those conversations yes. with your spouse. Um, same thing for growing a business. And so in every chapter, I list out the old, quote, old or bad habits that you've probably been doing. Okay. And then the new habits that I want you to think about establishing, continue establish, uh, con- consider establishing um, that are going to help you achieve those goals. And then I've also created a companion journal to go along with this book nice. uh, that matches everything up with that book okay. or with the, the advice in the book. So you can go through with a 90 day plan, lay out your vision, your purpose, your goals, um, the habits you want to establish, the mm. people that you want to connect with, and then go out and take action on that, which is really important when you set big goals, establish the habits and then take action. If you don't take the first step, it's, you know, it's never going to happen. So I right. want to leave that out. I, the whole goal for me with this is that people will read it and not just go, Oh, that's nice. And move on to the next book. I want people to take (laughs) action, John, action. And uh, so if you are going to get this book and I hope you do, please commit to opening a journal and take and writing some stuff down and taking action along with it. Otherwise it's going to be a waste of time for both of us. Oh, agreed. And I want to tie one other thing in here, listeners, that that Andy didn't mention that I think is really important when it comes to this idea of establishing new habits. Hmm. Um, it, it is about baby steps. It's about, you know, progress over perfection, but I want to include one more thing, accountability. Mm-hmm. You got to have at least one other person who knows you're trying to do this, who will come back and if need be get in your face yeah. and say, what are you doing about this? You know, it's what I tell people all the time is if they ask me to be a truth teller in their lives, I do it. I give the truth with love. But that doesn't mean I can't be tough. Mm-hmm. I can be. So yeah. people have to know up front, is that something they really want from me? Because sometimes they don't want that. And that's okay. It's like, right. it's like if you don't want that from me, I don't have to do that. Yeah. But you've got to have somebody in your life that's holding you accountable to the new thing, unless you just happen to be one of the very, very few people out there who is so into improvement that yeah. you can just do it on your own. Right. I don't know very many people like that. Well, and what I've found is, you know, there are, you know, obviously you look at like the wheel of life. There are many areas, aspects of our life, right. That we want to excel in um, mm. business, finance, relationships, health, spirituality, uh, yeah. all those things. Right. True. And some of them we're really good at, and we 
we do it with ease. And some of them we need help with. And that's where we need that extra accountability, right? So sometimes I know some people who are really good at making money and their relationships are terrible. Some people have (laughs) amazing relationships with their spouses and children, and they just can't make enough money to pay the bills ever. Like they're just always falling, right? And and everything in between, everybody's in different situations. And I've got my own um, strengths and my own struggles. And I've found that when I really excel, at achieving goals, it's when I have accountability, which is why I belong to multiple mastermind groups, you know, hire coaches, I have accountability partners on things. Uh, it really makes a huge difference. I wrote about it in my book, you know, the, the steps to achieving a goal. The first thing is to figure out what the goal is. The next thing is you got to write it down. And then the next thing to do to improve your odds is to tell somebody, right. And get that accountability, right. It could be a mm-hmm. friend to meet you at the gym or, you know, check in, did you have date night this week or whatever, oh, yeah. or you might go as far as to hire a coach or join a mastermind group mm-hmm. or something like that, um, that provides that extra accountability. And that could make all the difference in the world between not achieving and achieving a goal. It absolutely can. And for those of you who happen to have, it doesn't really matter what level your following is, but on social media, if you have any kind of following at all, if you want some serious accountability, mm-hmm. you let it be known in social media that you're doing something Yep. Oh, they will hold you accountable. I can just, I tell you the truth. They will hold you accountable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did that with the book too, by the way, I posted it. I yeah. said, I'm writing a book and I'm going to publish by this date. And then I held myself accountable to that. That was awesome. All right. Let's talk about your podcasts. Okay. First of all, why two of them and how, how are they similar? How are they different? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really part of a journey. Uh, I started podcasting in 2017 uh, with my first podcast, which was called the entrepreneur hot seat. And I really, I was working for a consulting company. I really wanted to be out on my own as an entrepreneur. I had no idea what to do. So I wanted to learn as much as possible. And I started just finding entrepreneurs and, and interviewing them, all different types of people and building relationships. And then I saw how it allowed me to get have conversations with people that I might not normally get to talk to, Mm -hmm. right? Like you and I are doing right now. And uh, so when I made that move and became an independent consultant and I was my, my target niche, if you will, was talent development. So I was working with a lot of corporate talent development people. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start a podcast for that and interview talent development professionals. And that'll allow me to get to know them better, learn more. Maybe I'll find some clients And that's what I did. And it's worked quite well. I've been doing that podcast for more than two years, Hmm. 150 plus episodes or whatever. And I've done tons of interviews with very senior uh, talent development professionals who normally probably wouldn't take a meeting with me because they get, you know, bombarded with cold requests from consultants and stuff. And this allows me to, to get in front of them. Um, We get on zoom, we build a relationship and also give them a platform and help them and give them value. And so I've, I've made a lot of friends. I've found clients. Um, a lot of great connections from doing that. Along the way, I decided to shift that entrepreneur hot seat show because I really am so into personal development. I wanted to talk about all things, personal development, branding, as well as entrepreneurship. And so I changed the name. Um, I was struggling to figure out what I should, what, what like niche or fo- I should focus on and what to call it. Okay. And uh, my friend, Reggie Shaw, I don't know if you know Reggie said, well, you know, you should call it the Andy Stort show. And I said, <laughs> well, who am I to have a show after my name. And he said, who are you not? And I was like, Oh, I can't answer that question. Okay, fine. I'll do it. (laughs) Um, And I'm also someone who likes flexibility and control. And it allowed me to really kind of do whatever I wanted. So I kind of kept that show as, so the talent development hot seat is my main business show that I put a lot more effort into. The Andy Stewart show is kind of my personal show where I can share some of my insights and learnings along my journey, as well as interview 
some people I come uh, across who I think have, you know, really cool insights to share and, uh, you know, kind of do whatever I want with. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a lot about personal development, getting past fears, um, Mm -hmm. achieving your goals. I always, my mantra for that is starve your fears, follow your dreams and fulfill your true potential, which is the journey that I'm on. And I want to help other people with that as well. So that's uh, what the Andy Stewart show is all about, but who knows what the future holds because, you know, I've been thinking about starting a new podcast to uh, align with the book. And, um, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with all that. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, if you decided to go that route to either replace that, right. The, the book, I'm not sure how you would say that, but the, the podcast that focuses on the aspects of the book yeah. that you want to yeah. bring out, own your uh, podcast, if it replaces yeah. something, or if you add it to the lineup, uh, I think it would do quite well. Uh, Cause I think it would resonate with a lot of folks as I, as I know the content of the book will, uh, yeah, which by the so way, much. I have been reading folks. I have the digital copy of the book that I'm reading right now. And, and while that's not my favorite way to read a book, I wanted to do that partly to prep for this interview, but also yeah. to help be a support to you, Andy, and what you're doing. Well, thank you, John. I really appreciate that. It's amazing how many, to me, how many people have, have come out and said, I want to support you and join the advanced reader team I put together and have yeah. read the book already and give me a lot of great feedback as well as um, critical feedback to help, you know, catch typos and things that are in there that I've, I've caught a lot of things or other people have caught a lot of things and sent them to me and I've improved them. Uh, and I can't wait to get the, you know, the physical copy out there uh, it was on my desk. Now I can't find oh, this uh, November 16th. So if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, it's probably out. You can go grab that. And uh, I have heard from a lot of people though, that say, uh, you know, I'm on my computer, my screens all the time. I'd rather read a physical book than a digital book these mm-hmm. days. I totally get that. So yeah. I appreciate you making the sacrifice and reading the digital version. Oh yeah. Well, because I'm one of those people, not only do I like to hold it, I like to write in them. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just do that with books. And this is something I tell every author I have on the show, because this is how I, I used to do it with books. And I have a different way now. It used to be, if I found a book that I really liked, I, first of all, I will always tell people about it. Always. Yeah. It's just how right. I am. Same. Typically I have someone that I talk to about it and they say they like it. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I would just loan them the copies like here, go ahead and read it. What ended up happening. And I mean, over 90% of the time I would never get the book back. Right. And it, and it would be, and it would frustrate me. Yeah. And so I decided, you know what? I'm doing this to myself. Right. So just be smart. So from now, every, when I figured that out, this was probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. I buy a minimum of two copies every mm-hmm. time. That yeah. way I, I have one for me that I keep. And I always have at least one that I give away. And I do it on, and I've had some people try and give them back to me. It's like, no, it's yours. It's like, if you're, if you're done with it, actually the best thing you can do, give it to somebody else. Right. Cause I know there's one book in particular that I know that I gave away and to my knowledge, and this was as of last year, it had been given to five different people in like four different States. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which again, is people I never would have been able to touch with that book ever, which is, which is the point. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it. you want I to be it. able to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. I've done that too. Given a lot of books away where I'll, or a book I really like, I'll buy extra copies and, and send them to people. It's, it's a cool feeling. I do that a lot. In fact, listeners, since I'm saying this now and Andy has a new book coming out, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to make this offer to, to whoever does this first. So the first listener who once this episode comes out, what I want you to do is with your phone, I want you to screenshot 
that you're listening to this particular episode, you need to tag me and Andy both in the post, post it, do it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you could do it in LinkedIn. It's kind of weird to do it there, but I guess you could. Of course. Um, but if you do that, both of us, if you tag both of us, the first person to do that will get a signed copy of Andy's book on me. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Are you signing it or do you, or am I signing it? <laughs> it might be a little weird if I signed your name, but I guess I could. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm, we're going to give away a copy of Andy's book of the per first person who mentions this particular episode on social media, but you do have to tag both Andy and me in it. That's key. You have to do that. I like so, it. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll do that. Now, we, I would be remiss if we don't talk at least a little bit. We hinted at some of this before, but about relationships, because that's what this show is all about. It is yep. about relationships. Right. And it does start at home. And I know one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs, especially in the early days, because, you know, when you start something, especially from scratch, it is your baby mm -hmm. and you have to mother it. You have to nurse it along. And it requires a lot of attention and time. Yeah. And that can be a drain on your family life. Mm -hmm. So here's my question to you, Andy. What are things like at home for you? What are some things that you're doing? Some key things, maybe yeah. some ways you messed up, some ways that you have improved on your home life and how is that impacting your business? Oh, interesting question. Um, so I, I'll be completely honest, you know, about everything there. You know, I'm married, two kids, been plenty of ups and downs along that journey. Mm -hmm. um, you're right, starting running a business, building a business, um, hosting podcasts and writing a book <laughs> and all that stuff. You know, a lot of big oh. challenges, endeavors, um, things that could take a lot of time. I'm really big on, um, you know, being clear on priorities and setting boundaries. And while yeah. it's not like I'm, you know, completely ironclad about this, I do try to set boundaries so that I have dinner with my family every single night. Yes. Uh, and I'd say yeah. we're, you know, 95% consistent on that. And it's actually been that. way, awesome. way better since COVID because I used to be traveling. <laughs> now yeah. I've been home every single day for, you know, since March. Yeah. And so that's been awesome. So we always have dinner together. Uh, you know, I usually stop calls by 6 p.m. Mm. So that's really good. Uh, my wife runs a business too from home. And so okay. we, you know, we're at home. So we do get to talk during the days, but there's still plenty of time where we don't communicate that well. And I've found that, you know, my little league baseball coach told me this when I was 13 and it's still like the best piece of advice I give today, which is communication is the key to success. When we're not absolutely communicating with each other, um, that's, you know, on the kind of the micro or the, you know, the logistical, like, Hey, what's your day look like? What's going on? What's on the schedule? That yep. kind of thing. That's important. Um, what are you working on business wise? What are your wins? What are your challenges? Uh, and then like, how are you feeling about everything? What's going on in life? Right. We need to be communicating all those things. And sometimes we don't, and that's when we get in arguments and that's when, you know, things fall down. So there's, there's ups and downs, but um, we're both really focused on that. We've both done a lot of work. Um, my wife, Courtney and I, on this to try to get better with that. Uh, where I could get a lot better is, you know, I mentioned earlier, there's different areas where we're strong and we're weak. And yeah. um, one of those is relationships. And um, one thing you could do like about habits is establishing a habit of maybe going on a regular date night with uh, yes. a spouse. Oh, that's I have struggled. Very important. I have not done that very well. Mm. Um, it's something I need to get a lot better at. If you want to hold me accountable, John. 
Okay. Uh, I, need to, I need to get better with that. Um, and that I think is like, goes back to us like having fun together and communicating. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, what I guess at the end of the day, what I'm saying is like the lessons I've learned is that it's so important to communicate, which we do mostly well mm-hmm. and set those boundaries so that we do uh, have dinner together. We go to bed near the same time and we have mm-hmm. that time to spend together as a family in the evenings. And we do a pretty good job of that as well. There's nice. always room for improvement. Um, the other thing that I'm working on that's really interesting, and this will be different for everybody, uh, but my wife and I kind of have a goal that we will, she's a coach and also a documentary producer. I'm working on this oh, wow. book. Um, we also have this goal that we will kind of start to merge our businesses and work more together as a team, Ooh, uh, a business nice. team as well as a relationship team. Okay. And we, you know, we are starting to work on that. We can get better at that. She helped me a lot with, the virtual summit I hosted as well oh, as she did some, okay. you know, some editing on my book. Once I wrote the first draft, cool. uh, it's a little, it's a little tricky, right? It's a little challenging <laughs> sometimes, you know, to have those conversations and let your spouse get involved in your business. Yeah. Uh, but we is. try to be open and, and support each other. Uh, and sometimes I don't. And she reminds me like, Hey, I wanted to get more involved in that, that kind of thing. So okay. the open communication is important. And um, we, we like the flexibility and, and, you know, want to work with each other and, and support each other more in our businesses. Absolutely. Oh man. I, I love that idea of the two of you finding ways to merge your businesses together so you can work on projects together. I like that a lot. Yeah. I had one proposal out recently uh, to work with a client where we could bring our strengths together and help him uh, launch a new service, a product from his business. And, oh. um, he wasn't quite ready. So we didn't get that first project off the ground yet, but at least okay. we started to lay the groundwork of what that can look like. All right. So what I hear you saying is it wasn't no, it was no for now. Well, yeah, he, he admitted, like he admitted he wasn't ready to launch that product and actually came back and said he really wanted to work with me and we just made a deal to do something else. I'm going to speak okay. uh, and his company about the book and then do some coaching for, you know, some of his employees. So, you know, we worked something out and I okay. think there's still opportunity to do that other work later. Nice. Love that. Love that. Okay. So before we, we uh, kind of wrap things up here and get to our final four, uh, is there anything else that you want to be sure that the listeners get from you or hear from you? Well, you know, just to go back to the essence of the book that you're going to get your hands on, um, it's really about ownership. It's about being intentional and about, you know, taking the steps towards, you know, setting a vision uh, connecting to a purpose and, and setting goals and going out and taking action to achieve your goals. I want people to, you know, to really take action and change their lives. And I want you to think about this. If you're someone who's been kind of sitting around waiting or looking for advice from other people, uh, nobody cares more about your career than you do. That's right. right. You, you're, you might, if you work in a job, you might have a great manager who cares about you and gives you some good coaching and feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, you chances are your mom cares about you a lot if she's mm-hmm. around. Uh, but at the end of the day, nobody cares more about your career or your life than you do. And so you have to be the one who takes initiative to go after your dreams, after your goals, um, to overcome fears and challenges and uh, take advantage of this one life that we're given. And I want to remind people of that because I think it's so important. A lot of people forget about it. Um, they're, they're waiting for somebody else. Uh, but this is your shot and you are the one who's got to take the initiative. And um, I hope that I can help people with that. Oh, that's fantastic. Andy, where can folks find you when, uh, when they're out looking for you? They're like, Hey, I want to connect with Andy. I, you know, at the very least I got to find out more about him, what he does, maybe ways to work with you. So yeah. where, where are you? So the book own your career, own your life is available on Amazon. 
Uh, I have a free report for you, by the way, John, uh, for anybody listening who wants to get a hold of this. uh, It's the top five most common career mistakes. Uh, I have surveyed my network, done hundreds of interviews. I always, I ask a lot of people about their biggest career mistakes and I put them together in a quick report of the top five most common career mistakes. So you want to make sure you're not making these mistakes. You can go grab that for free. Nice. Going to own, own your career, own your slash mistakes. That's okay. own your career, own your slash mistakes. Just put in your email address. You get the free report. Um, you can also jump on my email list and I'll be sending updates out about things going on with the book. Uh, and if you want to connect with me, follow me. I'm pretty active on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn all day, every day. So connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, send me a message. Let me know that you listened to this episode and that you're fans of John, you're a fan of John and anything that you learned that you took away. Uh, I always love hearing that. Like, Hey, I listened yeah. to this, I did this and Absolutely. this is what happened. Love that. Love that. All right. All right, Andy, we're ready for our final four. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Question number one, why did God create Andy? Oh, you know, I don't know uh, the motivations, um, but I know that I am here because uh, number one, uh, I'm here to love and support my family. Uh, Number two, I'm here because I know I have the potential to impact the lives of thousands, if not millions of people and help people uh, improve their lives, live a life of intention and make the world a better place. So long as I'm following my dreams and fulfilling my true potential, I know I can inspire other people to do the same. And that is why I'm here. Love that. Love that answer. Thank you. All right. Question number two, what are you reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow? Well, I'm always reading lots of things. Um, I just finished reading a book called The Artist Suitcase by Kent Sanders, who is a friend of mine. Uh, And if you're an artist, artist creative of any type, uh, it's a really, um, he's got these quick little chapters um, where he letters A through Z and gives some very inspirational little advice. A lot of things that maybe you know, but you just forget or you don't think about Mm -hmm. uh, to help you on your journey, especially as an artist, if you're someone that that likes to put content out there, whether it's a book, podcast, um, painting, sculptures, anything. Uh, I just read that and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, And I want to recommend it because Kent is a friend of mine. Um, And I'm always reading other books as well. Um, But that's that's the main one I just finished that I liked. Okay. And that one is The Artist Suitcase by Kent Sanders? Kent Sanders, K-E-N-T Sanders, yep. All right, all right. Uh, Question number three, it's a two-part, and you'll understand why in just a minute. What's your favorite thing to do with your wife? Um, My favorite thing to do with my wife is the G-Rating? Well, yes, I asked that question, so I mean, if that's the answer, you can say it. First thing that comes to mind, honestly, um, we really like to joke around and have fun with each other. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, it's going to comedy shows, watching movies, okay. and then just like having conversations and, and joking about stuff. Uh, we also love to travel. We've done tons and tons of traveling together over the years, uh, a lot okay. more with four kids, but even, you know, plenty of trips with kids. Yeah. And that's always been one of our favorite things to do. Okay. And so the second part of that question is favorite thing for you to do with your family. Uh, you know, I would go back to traveling again, even though it comes with so many challenges, uh, <laughs> talking about because of COVID, which makes it even harder now. Right. Um, but I love traveling and exploring with my family and doing adventurous things. Um, we recently just took a trip up to the mountains in North Carolina for a week and Ooh, just fun. had a great time exploring and relaxing together. And that's, that's always one of my favorite things. I also love, you know, in more of the day to day, I like playing games. 
Uh, so we play a lot of games at home. Uno is like a regular, ah, you know, game okay. that like everybody plays, right? But um, <laughs> that stuff is always fun and mm-hmm. uh, just relaxing and having fun together. Okay. All right. And the final question, number four, what are you most grateful for? I'm, I'm so grateful for so many things in my life. Um, I'm well, grateful. give me a top three then if you can't narrow top it down three. more. You know, the obvious, I'm grateful for my wife, Courtney, and our two kids, uh, Lucy mm-hmm. and Teddy. Um, I'm very grateful for all the friends and mentors I've had who have helped me along this journey and got me to where I am today. Um, I'm also really grateful that uh, about five or six months ago, I reconnected with a girl that I met at a conference named Stephanie and hired her as an assistant. And she has absolutely helped me organize everything and supercharge my business over the last few months. She is amazing, uh, including organizing the virtual summit, uh, helping me with everything with the book launch. Um, I'm just so grateful to her that uh, we found each other and, um, you know, she came to work for me and it's just been a, it's been a great working relationship. Uh, There's a million other things, but that's my top three right now. Okay. Okay. Those are fantastic. Well, listeners, I hope that you were able to glean. Well, there was plenty to get from what Andy had to say today, but I hope you were able to get at least something that you can grab a hold of and make your own starting this week. And, you know, let us know. Let yeah. both Andy and myself know. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that he's this way because he's reacted to me when it comes to direct messages. Um, anybody who DMs me, I respond myself. It's not somebody else. I, I always respond to it, which I think is really important to do. Mm. But um, yeah, would love to know your thoughts on the show, uh, something that you heard that you started to implement and what happened as a result of that. That would be fantastic to let us know those things. Hundred percent. I always love that as well. And I wanted to add one more bonus gratitude, John. I'm grateful for you reaching out and inviting me on your show, having me on. Uh, I love what you're doing. I know you are on a mission to help other people, and I appreciate that. I know your listeners appreciate that as well. And uh, so I just wanted to tell you. Um, they say that gratitude. If you don't, if you're grateful for something, you don't tell them. It's like wrapping up a gift and not giving it, right? Oh, so okay. wanted to say that I am <laughs> grateful for you as well, John. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate that. I appreciate you being here and and sharing a little bit of your wisdom and experience with us. And I know that we're going to get more as we get your book and we read it and start to digest it, make it a part of who we are. And again, folks, I want to recommend that you get into the practice that I do. And that is buy more than one copy of the book, start giving it away. We're getting into the holiday season time. It is right around the corner and it could not be easier to get Andy's book. It could not. Just go out to Amazon, which I know is on your phone already. Just go out to the app, punch in Andy's name. It's, it'll pop up right away. I know because I checked it mm-hmm. right there. It'll ask you how many, you know, put in two, three, however many you need. Just put it in there and start and just give them away. In fact, you can even set it up in there to send them as gifts to people. Just have this it sent true. right away. People will love you for doing that. Absolutely. do. I do it all the time. People love it. When I do it. So I highly recommend doing it. I love it. I'm going to do that today too. Thanks. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks again, listeners, for checking in with us today. So glad that you did. Uh, Again, check those show notes out. There's a ton of stuff in there. Plenty of places to go out to find Andy where he is, what he's up to, so you can connect with him. And so thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at 
John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening, and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.